Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic Hour. Uh, so here we are, ready to take your calls. 914-338-0164 is the way to reach us. Please press 1 if you'd like to speak with us. And uh, we would love it if you joined us on Facebook and on Twitter. Those accounts are linked on our Black Talk Radio profile, Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic. Um, what else? Oh, you can find us on Wherever podcasts are broadcast, Alexa, I believe, Amazon Podcasts, Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, Verbal, Stitcher, many, many. Uh, there, it's just podcast hosting websites or apps. So we ha- we send our what it's called an RSS feed, and it goes out to these uh, podcast broadcasting networks. So, are you with us, Neil? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we do. So, so it goes out to multiple, multiple, um, multiple sites that broadcast. You know, I'm not sure how it works as far as um, blog talk radio, if callers are able to call in on, like, online, I don't know how it works. It's, um, it, you know, it's, we generate most of our callers from blog talk radio. I think the, the other, um, the other uh, podcast hosting sites don't broadcast live, I don't think. I think the show may just be, um, may just be broadcast after the episode ends, but I'm not sure. I have to look at the podcast. I just for so it may not generate callers. Hold on, I'm looking on the Apple Podcast right now. Sorry for all the silence, everybody. But you know, for my brain to multitask, it's very difficult. I have to look up the show latest episode. Yeah. They don't broadcast live, so we don't generate, as I said, we don't generate callers from those those other podcast hosting sites. We only generate them from Blog Talk Radio and our Facebook page where we post the show. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they may come to show, call us because they found our show on those sites, but our shows, because it doesn't broadcast live, is not, you know generating an audience from them. Well, that, you know, that brings up another topic. Again, we want to um, uh-huh. appreciate requests, accept any kind of 
offering, sharing, donation. Um, every year we have to pay $400 to stay on the air. And anything you people can do to help us out, we appreciate, uh, appreciate it. Well, we have, have some animal fans, but uh, <laughs> most of these callers are people, right? Now, maybe some are aliens. So, uh, while we're on the topic of animals, did you know that chickens can they have different vocalizations for different objects? So if they're looking at an object, they have a different vocalization for that object. They can also see more colors than people can. They can differentiate human faces. They can plan for the future. And they can actually count up to 10. Those are chickens. Well, um, did you know that pigs can recognize their own names at just two weeks old? And they can also play simple video games. They can, they're smarter than dogs. They can run up to 11 miles per hour, and they love belly rubs. They love belly rubs. And just to let you know, chickens, they're bred for meat, but they grow so large, so fast, that they may suffer broken legs under the enormous weight of their own bodies. Cardiovascular conditions are, are prevalent most of the time. And um, again, this is information from the Humane League, the, the Humane Society. No, it's the Humane League. It's a different organization than oh, the Humane, the Humane Society. Yeah, pigs, are, pigs are you, that are used for breeding for pork are called breeding sows, and they spend almost their entire life confined to gestation crates fairly larger than their bodies. They can't turn around or even lie down comfortably. Oh, it's just horrifying, yeah, horrifying. So, and I, there was something I was that came on TV recently, and someone who had a restaurant, the pig, it was just someone who did um, Asian, it was actually Asian cuisine, but the restaurant's name, both of the restaurant's name this person owned were pig themed, and it was absolutely disgusting, I have to say. Yeah, so as much as we help people on the air, and of course these readings aren't charged, they're free, um, you know, we want to recognize our animal friends because uh, Chris and I are great, compassionate supporters of animal welfare across the world, uh, wild animals as well as domestic, and we really make large contributions to those organizations. Uh, in addition to helping people, so we, we run the rampant. We even help insects. We'll do anything we can to save an insect's life. And we don't believe in pesticides or anything like that. But we find a spider in the house, we'll, you know, capture it, put it back outside. And that goes from several other kinds of insects. We won't kill ants, things like that. But, you know, when you get into the idea that we are... For uncles. Uh, well, a couple of uncles, I might. But... <laughs> All right. get into the idea that we we share the earth. We don't own the earth. We share it. We share it with several other creatures. And mammals, reptiles, insects, birds, reptiles, everything. 
am I repeating? Myself? Amphibian, uh, amphibian. Yeah, you're. Yeah, the double it double credit. We wouldn't be here in terms of Darwin's theory of evolution. We can say amphibians. Amphibians, even little tiny tiny specks of insects, they all p- play a part in our cycle of life, and we all must recognize that that. Everything, everything around us that is alive is part of our existence and part of our importance. So, and we we've done readings for animals too. We've actually gone and done readings for animals. A lot of dogs and cats. And I, I think I've done a horse or two. I know I have. Um, birds. We 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 put ourselves out there for every living form we can, and. Uh, Certainly, our reward is just in, in terms of that, just in terms of helping. But when when we get to the idea that there is something, when you look at it, you know, pigs can recognize their names at just two weeks. They can play simple video games. They're smarter than dogs. Chickens uh, have different vocalizations for different subjects. They can differentiate. You know, it's almost like Psychic energy starts there. Psychic energy starts at the bottom of the nature chain. I don't like to call it food chain. Nature chain. Oh, we're around. oh this sounds unfair. I remember interacting with chickens at some location with you. Yeah. It was they, uh, nice. Chickens will protect their own. They will protect humans they like. Uh, they, they call out to humans. Uh, pigeons and crows recognize human faces, and if they don't like somebody, they give out the call, you know, and they'll even def, def, uh, def, defecate. Neil. They'll even <laughs> Neil. Defic- they'll defecate. They do defecate. <laughs> Neil. Everywhere. Stop it. But they do designate a person with an object, like they'll say, man in red coat, something like that. They they recognize, and the birds, when you see a flock of birds, sometimes one bird will give a calling sign. But if you notice, when birds are feeding, a lot of them will fly away, and the other birds don't care. But if they fly away with a warning, then they all scatter. So that language is part of the, it's sort of like a weed, if you will. Danger, there's danger. And they identify the danger. Just as we, as psychics, can identify good things and bad things around people because of what we detect in, in the ultra-astral environment. And I've been hearing and listening, and we've been listening and, hear, and listening to a lot of shows and different things about how a lot, a lot of the uh, spiritual advisors have been emphasizing the importance of the inner being um, I don't hear too many readings going on. Uh, I mean, I do hear readings going on, but a lot of the uh, current readers on the radio and whatnot have been talking a lot about the inner energy of the human being, which is, I think, is a valuable discussion. But there has to be some. There, there's, there. Well, I mean, and of course, in our in our numerology, I mean, you know, the numerology that we apply to our readings, we're discovering the inner being of each caller person that we speak to and you know, discovering their past life history, what they're doing on the planet now, 
However, there's got to be a higher discussion. Um, and when we're talking about being psychic, it's not it's not just about applying psychology in the reading in the text of the reading what's going on here. <laughs> That's coming through the audio, by the way. Yes. Anyway, sorry. what? So my point is, you know, my point is. I don't know what my point is. I mean, you know, we like we said, we've listened to several different people. There, there's, there's some people that have a gift of uh, gift of expression and are able to speak uh, with clarity and with the flow. Excuse me, <laughs> which I'm not doing right now, apparently. Um, but again, there needs to be a uh, more uh, more discussion about higher energy. Spirituality is not is not just the 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 discovery of the inner self. It's really not the discovery of the inner self. It's external. What? Um, it well, you know, it, <laughs> when you get into a person's personal record. A person's personal tape that they've been conditioned to create, if you will, because we are conditioned to create our personal tapes as much as we are conditioned to to incorporate the tapes that have been handed to us by our parents, by by our society. So we we what happens is we get into a sort of warfare between what we personally want. To do in life, what our personal intuitive language is all about, as opposed to what we've heard said about us or commanded or disciplined about us, name calling, things like this, inferiority complexes happens in society, school, home. So those two dialogues tend to clash. And what they actually do is they put a lid on our ego because what happens is when we look into psychological terms the id it sinks down into the id sinks down into our subconsciousness did you say a lid on our ego l-i-d okay i'm just trying to make sure i'm hearing you correctly what happens is the the content of our of of what's in our Consciousness and then our subconsciousness, which dwindles down to things that we don't even currently remember, but have happened to us, we've repressed them, that boils up, given any given situation, and it starts to co-mingle with our ego. It starts to co-mingle with what we really want to do and what we're really desiring to do. So what happens in that clash is we come out, and this is the superego, we come out with the full expression. Superego is sort of the ruling attitude that overlooks the id and the ego. So your final expression would be the superego, and then that's expressed through the ego. But the superego would say, I want to kill that guy, but um, I really like that guy. And the superego will say, killing people is against Wait, the law. Wait, you just said the superego. No, the ego will say, I want to kill that guy. The superego will say... Uh, that it's that it's 
you know, not the right thing to do. The superego is sort of the policeman. Right. You of just the didn't say, I know, you said superego twice. So what happens is right there we have a triad of, of confusing ideas and, and, and placements, wherein we're sort of a living contradiction of what we really want. And if we are more, more condoned or more inclined to listen to the negative energies that have been taped into our lives, then we will ultimately venture out and seek those negative energies that will ultimately always sabotage us. So, you know, I, I've heard some of the things said uh, for some of the posts, uh, and I take full credit that that there's an accurate level of energy in that. There, well, I mean, there, there, there's some psychological basis. So sometimes, yeah, there, there's a beginning of, I mean, like it starts out, it starts, the readings start out on a basis of accuracy in terms of psychological analysis. So the, I, that, that, that said, and also it's not only on blog talk radio that we've listened, but there's been some people in our Facebook feed that we've seen that do videos. So they're not in, they're not giving readings. So they do give readings. They do give readings, but they're um, everything that they're putting out in terms of audio or video is just basically speaking on, you know, not interacting with or well, counteracting, like as you said, right, with, right with like we're, what we're doing right now. But I mean, generally we have callers. So these people are just giving these lectures essentially on the, on, on the video. No, it's fine. Which There's nothing fine. wrong with it, but, but, but in there, they also do this, this particular individual that I'm talking about also does a lot of writing and I, you know, there are, there are accuracies in terms of not only not only psychological analysis, but and generalizations. Because basically, there are a lot of broad generalizations that are made because there's advice that's being given in terms of how people should conduct themselves in their daily lives. And you know, uh, there was an article about twin flame consciousness. And, and soulmate and how people are, you know, caught in this trap of looking for their soulmate or, or, or twin soul, which I agree with because I think people idealize a certain, a certain uh, you know, goal like finding a twin, twin soul or, or a soulmate. However, however, then it devolves the, the discussion, you know, go into your inner self, which I don't think is necessarily you know, you cannot, you cannot make a generalization about how someone should live his or her life. And not everybody needs to go within and discover their creativity instead of looking for a mate. You know, there, uh, some people's journey is to find that, that person and dissuading someone from doing so and saying that the journey is within is not necessarily for everybody. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but. Well, it, you know, it's very obscure. To, to find your inner truth, your inner self, that's a continually evolving situation. Right, so, and you can do it with a person or without a person. You don't have to, you know, 
be single to do so? Yeah, I mean, um, it, it, it's hard to define what, what constitutes love. It, love is easy when it's reciprocal. It's a very easy thing. But since the beginning of time, love is also meant to capture, to conquer, to, to subdue, to... Uh, to control. To do. <laughs> you, you know, that would be. the idea of love for another person doesn't always come with a mutual satisfying flow of energy. And that's nice when it does. But a lot of times it's the battle of the sexes. It's the continuation of trying to satisfy somebody through a certain means, like in the days of the nights when you had to fight for the maiden and go into battle. You, you, it, the idea of how we have advanced, I mean, I don't think two cavemen said, I'm trying to uh, conquer and find this, you know, the belief lady that I've fallen in love with. Well, Igor, have you looked into your true self yet? I mean, we don't come from a primitive energy that the true self, that's become a sophisticated way of looking at human behavior. In fact, the self wasn't even a word until, I mean, in some respects, Aristotle and um, Plato and people started to develop a sense of self and a sense of self against uh, society and government, and then going introspectively. And of course, you know, even in the Bible, we have a sense of self in terms of self-responsibility. But the idea of a clinical self that was to be analyzed, that came out more in the pre-war days, you know, Freudian, Freudian days and things like this, where a self started to be developed along clinical lines. And from there blossomed this idea that we all think is so originally entertaining that this self that we have has to be addressed. Well, of course it does. It does separate us from ourselves for for a minute. But, you know, even if we go back to biblical days, there was a division between self and soul, self and spirit. It, you know, you, you don't, the left hand doesn't know the right hand, you know, the body, the mind, the soul, the, the afterlife, the redemption. We've always kind of considered that there is something fragmented in the, in the totality of being a human being. There are fragmented pieces that are independent of one another. Even cavemen sort of strive towards this when they start to draw and make designs and make tools. There's something that is an extension. Maybe you can call it invention. Maybe it's the invention of the imagination. Maybe it's incorporating the nature around us and trying to internalize it, give it, give it back to the world in a art form. But nonetheless, that we've confused the real essence of what it is to be a human being by our sophisticated elevations of discovery and language, which isn't a bad thing, but it doesn't really clarify, except if it's colorfully spoken, people connect to it and resonate with it, but it doesn't really, it doesn't really pinpoint 
authenticity as much as it does surround itself around authenticity. Authenticity is we're living human beings and we, we do copulate, we do meet, we do make babies, we do communicate. But aside from all that, there's an elaboration of explanation that is always debatable, I think. Well, and the other thing is we have a caller, by the yeah. way. Um, the other thing is about this particular speaker is that the basis of what, what, what this person was saying I agreed with. Um, again, I thought it devolved because of how she advised on a general level. However, the, another problem was, for me, this person does not understand the concept of twin souls or soulmates or the difference. That's, that, that's, you know, if you don't understand what a twin soul is, then how can you advise a person what to do in terms of seeking someone or not? Because if someone in, indeed has a twin soul that is on the planet, then ad, advising them to go within is not, I mean, you know, it, I don't think is the best, the best course of action, personally. Yeah. I don't know. But let's take our caller, 519. It's Jennifer. Hi. Hello. I just wanted to chime in about what you were saying. Okay. Um, so, you know how what you're saying is basically maybe it's not the soul's journey to, you know, find twin flame, you know, romantic love, whatever. And I just, when I was a little kid, all I wanted to be was a mom. Like the whole fantasy about being married and that sort of thing, and that was irrelevant to me. It was, I wanted to be a mom. I wanted to be a good mom. I wanted to be a better mom than my parents were to me. So that was my fixation. Anytime that the whole romantic thing came into play, I it didn't excite me. It didn't intrigue me. So I just wanted to say that what you know saying is right, like from my perspective, anyways. Yeah. I, so help me out a little bit. So right to say it again. Help me explain it a little bit more fully, Jennifer. So as a child, like, I don't know if as a child you develop, you know, what your your goals are of this lifetime, but as a child, I can remember thinking about my future children. I'm sure there was a man involved, but my fixation was not the man. It was about being a good parent to my future children, and being a mom was the, that, to me, was, that excited me. The whole spouse, you know, husband thing was not necessarily as, you know, paramount to what I felt my goals were in this lifetime. And I'm talking like I was maybe seven or eight years old. And it occurred to me that, you know, it's really important that you have kids. Um, That will, you know, be exciting for you and your focus. But the man part wasn't, well, that's intriguing. It wasn't. It, it wasn't a fair amount to what I wanted to do in this lifetime. Yeah, that's very interesting because your your concept in this regard is very idiosyncratic. It, it's, in other words, your 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 innate instinct was to self create 
your energy by, by giving birth. You weren't concerned about the donor. You weren't concerned about the opposite sex. You were concerned in, 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 because of some maybe karma or past life or something within the consciousness of your soul and being. You, had, you wanted to give birth. It had nothing to do with relationship. It had to do with the self-creation of bringing on another human being from your body and then therefore becoming a mother. So there's something very strongly, I think, feministic in that, if you will. Because we know today, in today's world, women don't need men to have babies. They can, they, you know, they can adopt. Uh, a woman donor. can have a wife. We've changed the whole concept of what traditional union is. Within yourself, Jennifer, you must have an interesting background karmically whereby your traditional way of thinking, whether it was environmental or karmic or soul-wise, was positioned in such a way that you weren't immediately concerned about the masculine, the man energy, about having a child. So it became a very private, singular energy for you. Now, you, you know, I noticed you didn't say, you know, and I wanted to have a little girl, I wanted to have a little boy. You didn't seem to, at least in this conversation, designate the sex of the baby. You just wanted to be a, quote, mother. And so that's an interesting concept um, for you personally as you express it. And I think it's part of being a human being. It's, it's your pathway. And uh, and you well, know, well, well, and 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 it's not everybody's pathway. That's that's right. the point. Exactly, it's yeah. everybody's pathway. And so when we have these readers who are saying, you know, you you, you have to do this in order to get to this point in your life, it's, I mean, to me, ridiculous. If that's your journey, that's your journey, and you should that's, embrace. Yeah, it. that's why I wanted to chime in is because that. It totally agrees with what you're saying is that everybody's got a different journey. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody has a different journey and everybody's on a different, I mean, a different path in terms of what they need to do in this lifetime in order to get through this lifetime, satisfy certain karma, chakra energies, uh, transcendent energies, and move forward, whether they completely transcend after the body is gone or they, you know, move into the astral realm on a learning level or they return to the planet. Well, you know, it, for, the, for the interest of discussion, if you were a child and you, you have a yearning to be a mother on a karmic dialogue, you could say that you lost the ability to be a mother. You never were pregnant. A lot of women go through life uh, partnerless, babyless, they're just alone people. They never found what they thought they would find. And they live and die in solitary. Solitude? Uh, well, sort of. Sol- they live and die being solitary. They don't have a, and they may not be solitude, they, but they're solitary in terms of not having a, a companion, not giving a baby. And I personally have talked to a lot of women who said, I thought I was going to be married. I thought I was going to have children. You know, and they're 60 and 70, and they're saying, do you see anybody coming? But, of course, it's too late for the baby. Mm-hmm. You know, 
you might have been that energy at some point, Jennifer. Maybe you had a quest. Maybe you were too busy. Maybe you were just desolate. Who knows? It's funny because when, you know, I was in my 20s and, you know, that's when you're thinking about procreating, pairing up with someone, whatever. Um, It wasn't until I was sitting on a streetcar going to work in Toronto that I said, you know what, maybe this isn't meant for me. Maybe I'm just meant to be in solitary with, you know, a nice condo and a cat and work and read some books. And then once I said, and and that'll be okay if if that's what, you know, my grand design. And then almost immediately after I was okay with that in my head, I met someone that I ended up marrying. Well, that's that's called a street a streetcar named Desire. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the Stella? Stella. (laughs) Oh my goodness! No, that's not Stella. Oh, wait. No, okay. Stella, <laughs> her name Desire, yeah. Yes. Um, but what's interesting, Jennifer, I mean, like for me, from my experience as a young girl, I was, you know, I thought, of course, I, I thought I was going to have children when I was young. And I loved babysitting. I babysat from starting probably when I was 10 years old. You know, I had younger siblings, all this. But I lost my desire to have children, I guess, probably in my 20s. I mean, there was an idea because I was raised with the consciousness that that's what you do. You get married and you have kids. But I didn't really have a drive to have children. I didn't. And that's really not what I was supposed to do in this lifetime. And Neil, the same thing. I mean, Neil probably had more consciousness about what his path was. He was aware of ultimately meeting me. But I mean, you know, when you talk about twin souls, Twin souls don't really have, they don't have children, to be honest. I mean, that you just, it's not part of that energy. So you were aware, Neil, I think, of yeah, the fact I that mean, you weren't going to have kids from a very young age. That's right. I mean, in my university days, I, I, I had an emphasis on child psychology and had a degree and everything and studied children in academic uh, settings and, and playground settings. I did a lot of work. And I was vastly. <laughs> I don't what did you do in those playgrounds? I, 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 <laughs> well, I, I chalked out the hopscotch on the sidewalk. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, so I, and I was vastly interested, and I would watch children for hours. I would even uh, just become obsessed this with sounds, it. This I, sounds I, really well, creepy. Because no, <laughs> I love the interplay of symbolism. I just. And so I, I took an emphasis in my, in my degree on child psychology, but I never wanted children. Never. Well, and you even worked with children, like, as a, as a, I child mean, psych, yeah. known as a, as a, um, in a trauma, at the trauma yeah. place in, in Oregon. So, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, you worked with children and, yeah, in that regard, that. abused children. Yeah, I mean, children. so you were interested, but not, you know. And I played, you know, a special friend to children and did all that and did therapy with children. But did I ever want children? Not for a minute. That's interesting. i got to run because i got to get back to work, but thank you. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye. Take care. Thanks for calling. All right. Okay, wait. Let's just uh, start talking, and we have another caller. Okay. Hi, Kate. It's Kate. Hi. Hi. 
Changed two years ago. What happened these two years ago? Fifty-four. First of all. Um, yeah, that was when everything changed. When my I when my dad died and I moved and everything completely changed. Oh, so major change. Your dad died, yeah. and you moved. You moved to two years ago. You were in San Francisco from. Uh, you moved to Washington. From San yeah, Francisco to Washington. Yep. Moved SF to Washington. Okay. What are you counting? Well, how old is she right now? She's she's fifty five, right? Yeah. Is that right? Well her multiple yeah. would have been at fifty four. Right. That's when she yeah. had that's when her dad died and she moved from San Francisco to Washington. Back to Washington because you're from Washington, right? But it was a different part of Washington than what you're from. Okay. Yeah. So this year, I mean, you're in the midst of 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 a. You see, your master number is nine, so you also go in sequences of three, three. and six. So here's what's going to happen. I think we discuss January, and I hate to be so uh, um, broad in my in my analysis, but. There is, in your code, there is a responsibility to expand on your consciousness in terms of what you imagine, what you create, what you want to do on a higher level. So we're talking about a certain a certain definition of self-creation, meaning yep. something that you would do creatively. Mm-hmm. That creative process would then surround itself with being earth-based. In other words... You would it just wouldn't be something you would do for yourself. It might have some influence with the world, like you would do a business or or merchandise. You do something that would have some ground level and definition that you are existing as a creative being, and other people know about it. So, Great. could you sit in a room and color and paint or you know play the piano? But what, what I'm saying is that what you would do would ground you in such a way that it would influence others and then reach a peak of perhaps some spiritual essence, meaning that, that your line of life being creative would also it contribute to your spiritual journey in life. 
And January may be a, a, a day of recognition that month and this year may be a, a year of recognition for you to start to set the groundwork if you haven't already, or if you want to share with us that anything that might have resonated with you in that interpretation. Can I, can I, before she talks, can I say something? What? Because I don't want her to, I don't want her to say something that I, I, is there anything going on in terms of some change in your work or the way you make money that you're trying to? Well, I'm just saying that's what I want. Like, that's exactly what I want to go towards. Like we, um, when I was up in Colorado house sitting, the last time I called, Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about using um, watercolors and just, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not esoteric, but like just painting colors and designs and not objects, abstract. Abstract painting, and, okay. Yeah, yeah, so I do, but yeah, that's what I, I mean, I, I don't have a job title for you, but yeah, that's. What I want to find is to use to bring that into a work into a job. So you want to. Of, so you want to um, you want to paint and make it part of your. Um, no, that's what I'm saying. No, it's not. You can't put put it in a box like that. I'm not a painter, and I won't be paid for my art. Mm-hmm. So what do you, I'm sorry, we're misunderstanding. You're you're just having an internal internal desire to want to just explore with colors and express yourself on the canvas and not have it have to go anywhere? Well, that's what I'm doing now. But what I want to go towards is everything that you just said. It's somehow use creativity in my next career. So you are changing, but wait, because you're going to... So you are the the job of me saying that I'm picking up that you're you're wanting some kind of change in your career is resonating with you because you're trying to find that career through your artistic expression or where you're supposed to go next. My, my common suggestion to you, Kate, is to go ahead and do that and explore that. But here's the suggestion. After you created or during the process of creation, title what you've done so that that you give it a name, like like having a child. Just don't. Well, I'm not going to name my child. I'm not going to name myself. (laughs) Give give you give your creation a name because it will help others to connect to it and start to see their own definition in it. And so I think I I'm a firm believer in titling paintings, and I. I love abstract painting, but sometimes when the title is there beneath it, it puts my mind into a whole different direction. Well, in terms of what it interprets to the painting. So, and that that can be a wonderful invention. Maybe you won't know how to name it until after you've done it, or maybe you'll know beforehand. But, yeah, that's exactly what I see for you in the year 2023. Yeah, it's it's bigger about like people like me, like people that don't call themselves an artist but have always been creative and want to use their creativity to help other people use it every day and to say, yes, I am. Everyone can do this. Everyone can be creative. Well, you're, you're, colorful, you're a colorful expressionist. 
and you put it on canvas. You don't need to deposit. Yeah. I think that's a um, that, that's 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 what I see. I don't know if Kristen sees anything else. No, we just lost to the caller. Oh, oh. oh I'm here. I'm back. I can oh. hear you. Is no, there's another caller oh. coming. Oh. Just came back in four one five. Another caller oh. from four one five. Strangely, so that's good. They returned. So I hope that helps. Oh. Yes, thank okay. you. Yeah, that's great. All right, okay. I'll listen to that. Okay. Hi, 415. Oh, thank you so much. I got disconnected and then I called back in. I really, really appreciate it. Sure, yeah, we're glad you called back. What's your name? My name is Teresa. I'm sorry, I'm from Arizona. Teresa from Arizona. Is it T-H or T-R? I mean T-E. 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 No, wait. No H. Okay. That's what I wrote, actually. So I was on the right track. From Perfect. Arizona. That's funny because the former caller is has a 415 number as well, but she's in New Mexico. So you guys are neighbors with the same area code. Um, well, we all moved from the Bay Area. <laughs> from yeah, San Francisco. You, yeah. Okay. Bay Area. All right. Northern California. So we all have 415 area codes. I got it. A lot you of know migration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't happen to know the other caller, though, do you? Probably a past life. No, I got disconnected. I didn't, I yeah. didn't hear it. I didn't even hear. Okay. So what brings you? I don't, I don't know if we've spoken before. Have we spoken to you? No. Okay. I didn't think so. So let's get your birth date, Teresa. April 10th, 1960. Okay, so you are born. So I said uh, April 10th, 1960, I was getting a six, and you are born in 1965, 15. She's a 21, three. Okay. So 4, 10, 60. Yeah, so you're, you're, you're born in 60. I was getting a six. Your karmic number is 20. Tw- wait, did I do that right? 26. 15. No. 4, 10, 1960. She's 21, 3. Oh, I'm sorry. Correct. Yeah. Five. So in, in, since you haven't called our show before real quick. No, 20, she's a 26, 8. Five. 21, 3. No, 21, she's a 21, 3. 21, 3. 21, 3. I'm sorry. My fault. My yeah. Fault. It's not so, a problem. It's, you know, it's one of those things. It's math. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> make these little mathematical errors. But anyway, so. Again, you haven't called our show before, but 1981, there would have been a change in your life when you were 21 years old. So can we go back to that point before we get to your question? Go ahead. Tell us what happened at 21. I don't know. I was in college. You were in college. Were you, did you graduate that year? Was there any breakup or anything? No, in a not necessarily. Mm. Okay. So you can't identify a change. Yeah. I don't know. My, you know, just not necessarily. Okay. I mean, I would really, I would be inaccurate if I just made something up. No, we don't want you to do that. What year were you in college? What were you, like a junior? A 21? I don't remember. That's a long time ago. I'm 62. Okay. (laughs) That's all right. All right, sixty-two. Yeah, so you're going to be having a change, change. In, a, in you're actually having a change coming up this April. And, and it's actually 
it's her, it's funny because it's her 21st cycle of three. So that's actually your karmic number. And, and, you know, we may be way off, uh, Teresa, but whatever it may be worth, and it's not just because we were discussing it private uh, previously, but I'm getting a lot of psychology around you. So I don't know if you were more inclined to the humanities in college, but I'm getting a, a portion of your mind or your brain that seems to be, aside from being that past academic pursuit, there seems to be something in the humanities with you. But as we approach the future, I'm also getting something to do with land or real estate. So there seems to be something to do with intellectual pursuit of the mind, but coupled with a sense of, I don't know, real estate, land, home. Does that connect to anything? Yes, I'm a registered nurse. So that takes care of that with the humanity. And um, as far as the real estate, that's actually my phone call. That's actually the call that I'm making about is I have to move by the end of January. And I was hoping uh, to purchase a home this year. I'm just wondering what kind of a, you know, anything that you can offer. uh, Well, the only thing I can say to you since it's been somewhat validated and nurses do have to have some branch of psychology because, you know, you're dealing with people after all and you've got to read their vibe. But aside from that, yes, you're getting a whole I deal a great deal in psychology, young so archetypes, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You're, you're an RN, like a four-year RN? Yes. I'm a nurse so attorney, actually. A nurse attorney. So I'm oh, getting so interesting. I'm getting uh, well interesting because I was getting writing around you. So I imagine as an attorney, there's a lot of paper writing that you have to do. I do writing, and I'm actually in the process of writing programs, writing a course, college course curriculum programs and books. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So I was getting writing. We we so found we found you in our mind. We found you. Now the good news is you're going to get a home. You're supposed to see. According to the cosmic language, the, the read of the future, if everything goes right, the, at the starting gate, the answer is no, you're not getting a home. No way. The answer is yes, you're supposed to get a home. You're supposed to get habitation. You're, you're moving. You're going to get this location. It's going to be grounded in a past life. There's going to be trees around you. I'm starting to see these tall trees around the property. Um, you know, you look outside and occasionally you might see a squirrel run by. So there seems to be nature around you. As opposed, now, maybe I'm wrong, as opposed to just being in the city. I mean, there's squirrels in the city and trees. Well, the suburbs, so maybe I'm making a mistake. Maybe she's in the suburbs. I mean, suburbs, you can have trees and squirrels. Yeah. But you see, this move that you're making, Teresa, is predominantly already destined. It's in your... It's in, you know, like you're creating a course and writing according to your knowledge and you're putting the content down. Some of it isn't there yet, but you have it in your head. So is this move. It's in your book of life that you're supposed to be moving now. Correct. Not only, not only that, Teresa, I mean, we're talking about a change coming up for you at the age of um, 63 years old. And you're in January, you're th- th- four months away from that change. Give or take mm-hmm. a month. 
so that would be that would qualify as the change that you're going through currently you're not are you a homeowner now or are you renting no. you're renting yeah like in a condo or a home condominium yeah i thought it was a condominium i said it first. well you're thinking about you're buying. absolutely dead on you just go right ahead <laughs> now, if you're thinking about buying you can do it I would advise you to buy more than rent, unless you don't really care about. Well, I don't have the money until I get paid for the work I'm doing, you know, and I'm expecting that in a few months. You will be, you will, you will, you will, you will, you will. And I don't, for for starters, at the starting gate, I'm seeing 25,000. That's just at the starting gate. I don't know where that's, how it comes in. That's That's the down payment, yes. Okay. That's the down payment. Okay. Well, that's where that's where I uh, that's what I have asked for my retainer. Okay, there so we I'm go. Hoping that, so I'm hoping that'll come in quickly. You two are absolutely nailing it. You don't need to question. You're getting it precisely. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. Follow us. Yeah, like our page. Praise us, whatever you can do. (laughs) You know, we love the support. Yeah, and thank you. We hope you call again. We invite you back to the show. Do you have time for one question when I'm going to get paid? When you're going to get paid, Uh, the 25. Yeah. Um, You know what? Here's a guess a psychic guess, a psychic quote, psychic guess. March. But see, okay, that's great. to move into January. I was getting February. Yeah, but so. it, it will all work out. Don't worry. You know, the universe will twist and turn and contort things. I just, so that don't, it all I just don't know whether to get temporary housing because I feel like as soon as I start getting paid, then I can move, you know, to just get temporary or something for six months to a year, you know? I would get, but I, I would get month to month. I mean, don't get locked into anything too deep because the vision seems to be, if you desire to own property, the vision seems to be working towards that goal. So I would prepare that way. I wouldn't do anything more than six months. Question. Yeah, no, don't do more than six months. But I have a question. Why, why can't you, I mean, you, are you being forced out of your condo now? Yes, we are because they're decided to sell it. Ah, so, okay. Well, we've been here eight, eight years and then they decided to sell it. They have relocated to another state. Yeah. So nine years would be a multiple. Nine years would be a multiple of your Three. master number. So it all works out significantly towards that ultimate goal. So I think you're, I you know, work on your into Try to do something month to month. You'll be owning property. You'll be very happy. Your course book will be successful, and you will be accomplishing what you came down to earth to do. Well, I feel that way every day of my life, and I think it's an absolute spectacular thing that I actually found the two of you. Oh, thank thank you you so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I can't thank you enough. You were absolutely dead on. My heart was open, and you nailed it all. Thank Thank you. you. Well, we hope to hear from you again, Teresa, and you can join us on Facebook or links on on our Blog Talk Radio page and, you know, spread the word. I absolutely enjoyed it. Thank you very, very much. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye -bye. Okay. We are out of time. We actually started the show a little late, so we have to 
accommodate Teresa, and that's fine. But we are back on the air on Friday. Bye-bye.